Welcome back to the Bohemian Princess podcast, where we are telling stories intentionally designed to inspire and build community. On today's episode, we launch into season two with the author Audrey Fryer to discuss her latest book, Until Next Sunday. We'll be talking a little bit about writing and how she approached the book, as well as sharing some of her favorite letters from the book. So let's jump right in. Good afternoon, everybody. We are here today with author Audrey Fryer to discuss her latest book, Until Next Sunday. We'll be talking a little bit about her writing process and sharing some of the letters from the book. Uh, So let's jump right in. Hi, Audrey. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's wonderful to be here. (laughs) Um, You are telling a story. Uh, Let's just talk a little snippet here about what the book is about. Um, You're telling the story about two young immigrants in Pennsylvania in the early 1900s, in fact, in the iconic prohibition era of 1920s. And you're doing this a lot with love letters and a narrative. Um, Tell us a little bit about um, what's happening here in the story and without giving it away, um, how you came across this story in the first place. So my husband, my husband's uncle remarried and um, his new wife had these letters in her family that they had in their possession um, from their grandmother. It was passed along um, from family to family and they were all written in Italian and in this dialect that they couldn't easily translate. So um, they finally found a translator and they could read what was written and they were amazed and they wanted to, you know, turn these love letters into a movie. Um, and they pursued that, but they realized that first they needed to have it in a story format, a novel. So they set out to find somebody to write the story. And, um, they were like, we have a writer in the family. I had, uh, self-published on Amazon, uh, to, women's fiction novels and so they approached me with uh, these letters like 109 letters total um and said you make this into a story and I said I'm going to take it on so I did yeah that's exciting yeah Um, and you said this is in your husband's family how far back in the generations um well it's so it's is his uncle and she he remarried so it's actually her family so it's not directly to him but um okay. it would be her grandmother then who wrote the and saved the love letters of their grandparents story yeah um, yeah that, and when they read what happened they really had no idea about this uh, whole year of her life um so it was it was quite an amazing thing like a treasure to behold you know so the they didn't have any passed down family stories telling them this. They had to read it through the letters. Yes. Now the grandmother, she was well known for telling stories. So she would assemble the grandchildren and they, they would, uh, she would tell them stories of Italy and moving here. And they did have some idea that she had been sick and hospitalized, but they had no idea until they read the letters exactly what it all entailed. She was a wonderful storyteller and uh, they have treasured memories of that. Wow. And just to clue in our listeners, uh, so this year of, of gap time that we're talking about, um, these two p- 
people are writing letters back and forth to each other when they're separated because one is in, in hospital. Uh, Correct. Yes. So they yes. kind of fall yeah. in, love, in love through the letters. Yes. It's uh, 19. And yeah, they, the only way to correspond when she falls sick is through the letters. Um, she, Rosina was put into a sanitarium, you know, to be separated. They believe she had tuberculosis. However, it's not clear whether she maybe had an infected tooth, but at the time they were so worried about it spreading. So she wound up um, in the hospital, you know, in the hospital system for many months and they had just begun dating. And so these letters were their only link between each other. So, yeah. And that's also a really scary time to be in a sanitarium just from, um, mental health and and hospital history um did do you experience any concerns as you were doing the research for the book about what you might find yeah i yeah actually i mean because i had read the letters and and we knew that you know she had made it out fine i had that assurance but Yes, as I was reading the letters and researching, because um, she had moved from a hospital in Philadelphia to one out in Malvern, Pennsylvania, which they called the country back then. Um, and that did seem, I wanted to put that into the book. It, it, it wasn't exactly, you know, people, there's people from all different backgrounds. It wasn't exactly the safest place. And there was a hint in the letters about one of the doctors, you know, you know, approaching her, kissing her. And so I feel like perhaps, you know, that might've been, the doctors might've been trying to take advantage of some of the patients. You never know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Um, one thing I found interesting too, and we talked on the, on the blog uh, when you came to visit on Friday yeah. Um, about how you've been able to talk about and travel to Italy, but you haven't actually been able to be there yet. So I was curious, what has it been like for you to try to write about an area you haven't physically been able to go to? Yeah, I, that was a little difficult, but because her granddaughters, the three sisters that wound up with the letters and had them translated, they took mm -hmm. their mother. So that would be uh, the one daughter of Rosina back to Italy, back there. So it was vicariously through them okay. um, that I was able to understand. And, you know, luckily the internet and travel sites uh, to right. get an idea. Of course, I mean, we're still talking a hundred years ago. So True. much of it is a bit imagined and I was trying to be as accurate as I could. Yeah. Yeah, but with so, them, I, everything I wrote, I put passed through them and they, they seemed to agree that it was as accurate as I could be. That was going to be my next question is how do you keep yourself accurate, especially for a different time and uh, um, that whole time period and for the family history itself. So you passed it back through the sisters? Yes. Yeah. They've, I mean, this is their story and I was just trying to do it justice as best I could. Um, so everything, everything I wrote was in collaboration with them. You know, and there was many, many, many different variations of the story that I wrote until we finally found something that worked. So, yeah, it was a lot going back and forth. And it, it, it does help that the story does take place, the Philadelphia portion here, you know, mm -hmm. nearby where I live. So that was much easier than Italy.
but I wish <laughs> I could go. I still, it's still on the bucket list to get there. Well, it will be worth the trip, I'm sure. Um, with with this story, do you see there being a follow up story? Perhaps we, you know, the one thing that we've heard the most feedback that we've had is that people want more. They want yeah. to, they want more about, um, you know, what happened on on his end, Gianni's end. They want more prequel what happened when Regina was in Italy. Um, mm. And the epilogue kind of wraps it up kind of quick. So it would be nice to, to follow up. So it is a consideration to go back in and add perhaps a side story, a short story, a prequel, a sequel. So we've been in, I've been in talks with the sisters considering that, but no work has been done as yet. Well, here's hoping that you make it to a sequel. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be awesome. Oh, cool. And, <laughs> and if you do, you have to come back and visit. Oh, I so, will. Uh, one final question here. Um, how, what advice would you give to any other writers that are considering going into historical fiction? Um, well, you have to give yourself enough time to research a big chunk of time for that. Uh, and I mean, it was, it's been a process. I, you know, because I have self-published and wrote before, but this was a much bigger project. And so it was a lot of patience and piece by piece and being willing to cut things out that didn't work. And yeah, it, the timeline is definitely difficult. It's difficult to imagine what actually happened between the letters. So sometimes you do have to give yourself a bit of of leeway to make the story better and entertaining. Not be so hard on yourself, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> I couldn't be too precious with what I wrote or it would That's we a good would be anywhere. <laughs> it's all just a process and you're just trying your best to get it as good as it can be. Right. And that's a really good word for us as writers. The idea of don't be too precious with what with what you have. It's not um it sometimes we walk on eggshells with our own work like we can't ever change it but sometimes the changes are what it needs to to really shine it's true definitely yeah well thank you um let, let's get into the book and and read some of those letters that you've uh translated yeah yeah well i actually didn't translate them so they have a, a, a they hired a translator first um his name his, he has a, a letter at the beginning of the book his name's biagio i was a professor at the university of delaware um but what i did do with these letters is they are lightly edited and um i did sometimes combine two letters um so but they didn't leave anything back in these letters they put it they put it all out there so trying to I see the letter that you're talking about from Biagio um yeah. so have a letter as well from the sisters I love the yeah. recipe add-in too by the way yes um, I can't wait to try that although it's a little hard to read the handwriting sometimes oh right we were going back and forth about whether that should be uh written out oh I yeah. love it though it makes it even more authentic to see it in her handwriting 
Yeah, yeah, that was her. It's her hearing that she would make that. The Sunday dinners were very much a part of their family tradition. Right. Yeah. And one of the nice prequels, guys, is um, in the first part of the book is Rosina's, uh, is it Ganache? Or Nashi? Oh, 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 Naki, actually. Naki. Yeah. Naki recipe. So uh, it's a pasta dish out of potatoes, which sounds amazing. Yeah. But, uh, it's to some of your favorite letters um I, I love the one in the beginning about the flowers so we can we can read that one here okay. it says dear gianni and this is when she was first hospitalized so it'd be june 22nd 1921 and she's still in the hospital in philadelphia she had just gone in dear gianni yesterday i received your bunch of flowers Last night at 10 o'clock, as I was sleeping, my nurse came to me and said, look, Rosie, who sends you this beautiful bouquet of flowers? I was surprised. Immediately, I took the attached note and read it. You cannot imagine how happy I was when I read your name, the joy I felt in that moment. I got out of bed and looked at the flowers as if I was looking at you. Dear Giovanni, you have sent me my first flowers. If it is God's will, I will give you the first flowers of my life. An hour later, I also received your letter. You want to see me, and I want to see you. It feels as if I haven't seen you for a thousand years. You can come see me anytime you wish, and as many times as you can. Anyway, the doctor told me I'll be going home within a few days. I have nothing more to add. Receive a big kiss on your lips. You're very affectionate, Rosina. And they always have a P.S., and so her P.S. was, P.S., please pardon my bad writing. I have written this letter in bed besides my handshakes. Of course, she thought she was getting out of the hospital soon, but she was not. It did wind up taking a turn where she got much more sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that line about the, the first flowers of my life. Yeah. That's that, beautiful. It was. And then, you know, it, it, it ties in at the end, but I don't want to ruin the end. <laughs> yeah, we can't give away the ending. No way. <laughs> <laughs> what would be one of your favorites from Gianni? Oh, let's see here. <laughs> um, this one, let's see. Yeah. Oh, here's October 3rd, 1921. I might just like, it's a bit longer, so I might just pick and choose a few of the, the beautiful words he wrote, but he goes, my, so he had just got to visit her and he could only visit for a few hours and then that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, October 3rd, 1921, this is when she was in the country hospital out in Malvern. And the only way he could get ride the train. Wow. Yeah. And that was, it, it was a direct, he lived within walking distance. So that was at least convenient. But I think, believe the train ride took about an hour each way. Um. My dear Rosie, yesterday I had three hours of pure pleasure with you. I wish that the time would never go by because I never want to be away from you. Um, and then I'll, this, I'm going to jump down to when he was on the train. He says, my love, on the train ride home, I was thinking of you in our visit. If you were with me, you have, would have seen me smiling and laughing as I thought about us. However, I was upset to think about how you pulled a long face on Sunday. See, they don't hold anything back. I did not like to see it. There's nothing in the world more beautiful than love. Please try to be more pleasant with me next time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but then, like, 
how dare right. you be negative to me, Rosie? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but then and it's so mild too it. when you think about it in comparison to like now. And it's not even that long ago that this happened. No, I mean, a hundred years, but there's still young people in love, you know, right. <laughs> and they, and, and all their bickering now that we would have missed out on is all on paper, you know, <laughs> right. And valuable enough to hold on to it all this time. That's what's so exciting too. Yeah. That um, it didn't get lost. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of makes you want to like find someone who will commit to a snail mail now. Oh, yeah, I know the beautiful lost art of letter writing. I mean, it's just quick, quick texts. And that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful story, Audrey. We really appreciate you coming and sharing with us um, about what you've done and um, look forward to seeing what happens with the book and with uh, any sequels. And again, you're welcome to come back when that happens. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing my book with your listeners. It was wonderful. Thank you so much. You have a good day. Well, guys, that has been, uh, that's a wrap here with Audrey Fryer. And we hope that you will check out the book. And Audrey, where can they pick up a copy of, of uh, Until Next Sunday? It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple, um, many other platforms uh we we set those up through smash words is okay go to my website though www.audreyfryer it's a-u-d-r-y-f-r-y-e-r.com um you will see the book there and any type of platform that you want to read it on you'll find the links there and uh if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get a free uh, download. I call it a book club kit, but you don't have to be in it. And uh, that does include the typed out recipe of the Naki recipe, um, a playlist, uh, some behind the scenes with the featured locations and uh, discussion questions. If you want to That's awesome. That. Yeah. There's a lot of extra freebies in the book kit. <laughs> yeah. So that's so. nice. If you want to really dive deeper into it. Oh, oh and yeah. then a recipe for a Bellini, if you like that. <laughs> so what's Bellini? Oh, I, that was just for fun to nod to, to, to Italy. Um, so, and mm -hmm. it, you can make it alcoholic or non-alcoholic, but it's basically Prosecco and peaches that you uh, blender up and mix together. It's pretty good. <laughs> Nice. Well, again, thank you, Audrey. And, and we'll put the um, website also in the show notes so people can look there to uh, find a link to the, the website. All right, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bohemian Princess Journal and Podcast. Be sure to check in next week for more inspiring stories See you next time.